We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast. I hope you are having a great week or weekend, as the case may be. Looking forward to jumping into today's content with you. Before we get there, though, I want to remind you, as I do just about every week, if you are listening to the podcast version of this show, two ways that you can watch it. One is podcast. Thank you for doing that. Make sure that you are subscribed to whatever podcast platform it is you are listening to from. We all have our favorite platform. Make sure you're subscribed to this show so that when the episodes of this show come out, they are pushed directly to you. Want to make sure you have those as they come out. That's a great first start. Subscribe to this podcast on the platform you're listening from. Second thing, go over to YouTube. You can listen to, watch this show and a lot of other content that I put on my YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search for my name, Jeremy Stallnecker. You'll find the channel there. Subscribe to the channel, then hit the notification bell, and that will let you know when this and other content comes out. And uh, this show goes up every week, and then throughout the week, I'll put a video or two out that uh, I'd love for you to have access to. So make sure that you are subscribed there and hit that notification bell so you are notified when new content comes online, and that would be awesome. Also, I'd encourage you to take some time to go over to jeremystalnicker.com, jeremystalnicker.com. There you'll find my blog. That's where I write on a lot of the content that I talk about on the podcast. Other things you'll find there as well. The blog is there. Other information about me is there. Links out to my socials, all found there. And then direct links to some of the other content that I produce. I'd love to share that with you. And finally, I'll remind you, if you have not yet, go and check out my partners over at uh, Freedom Fatigues. And that's uh, where this sweatshirt came from. And uh, they've got some incredible uh, apparel over there. If you like veteran apparel, you like patriotic apparel from a company owned by a veteran, former law enforcement officer, family-owned, all-American-made. If that is of interest to you, and it should be, probably is if you're listening to this show, go and check them out. Freedom Fatigues, freedomfatigues.com. You can find their website. Use my name, Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, and the number 10, Jeremy10, and you will get 10% off of your order there when you check out. So please check them out. Uh, they help to make this and other content that I produce possible and I'm so grateful to them and want to offer that to you. And I know that you'll appreciate that. Today, I want to uh, jump into something that is it's certainly on topic, on our march or die topic, pushing forward when the world around you seems to be falling apart. 
these are the, the talk, topics, the issues that we deal with. Uh, but a bit of a, a different perspective on this. This is something I've been thinking of recently from several different kind of angles, how this topic that we're going to discuss, how it impacts me personally, how if it impacts me personally, it should then impact the people that I am around and that I interact with and uh, what all of this means. Today, I'd like to talk about grace and mercy, grace and mercy. Now, again, this is the March or Die podcast. This is about pushing forward when it feels like your world is falling apart. I just said that a minute ago. I want to emphasize that again. How do grace and mercy apply to the concept of pressing forward? I'm going to get specifically to these words and to what this means, where it comes from. But before we get there, how does this apply to our topic of pushing forward? It's amazing how many people I have had conversations with, whether it's through the work that I do with veterans and uh, military members and the first responder community, uh, those who have dealt with trauma, endured trauma, had things happen to them, maybe they've happened to other things, made bad decisions, whatever the case, uh, through that work or through work as a counselor trying to help other people or personally through my own life. How many times I've heard something like this, I just don't deserve it. I can't keep moving forward because I've done too many things that are wrong. I've hurt too many people. I've made too many bad decisions. My past is, is something that I wouldn't want to explain to anyone, but it's a past that will not allow me to go forward. I don't know how even God could love me or care for me. Certainly my spouse, uh, my children, the people that I know that call themselves my friends, if they knew where I came from, there's no way they could possibly forgive me, possibly love me, possibly care to be around me. We use... Grace and mercy, whether we know it or not, whether we use those words or not, we use grace and mercy as the reasons, the excuse for ceasing forward movement. Now, I can't see you. <laughs> if you're listening and not watching, you can't see me. Maybe you're watching on YouTube. You can see me. But I won't ask for a show of hands, but I want you to Examine yourself, so to speak. Maybe you can raise your hand wherever you're listening from, if this is the case. Do you have a past that includes some things you're not proud of? Have you hurt some people? Have you been a part of things you would like to change if you could, but you can't go back and change them? Broken relationships that you wish you had not handled the way that you did. Other life situations or circumstances uh, that somehow, when you think about them, get their grip back on you. It's as if a chain wraps you up and keeps you from meaningfully moving forward. You have anything like that? I think all of us do. It's not just the person that we might think needs to be in prison <laughs> or is living on the street because of bad decisions they've made. Uh, they're not the only people who have a past that weighs them down and holds them back. We all have things that we could allow to weigh us down and hold us back. While there are people around us who think they deserve everything, most people in the quiet moments when no one else is around, in their hearts and in their minds where they can't share what's going on with others, 
that they would say, I don't deserve good things, but I probably deserve some bad things. And so, as exhausting as life is, as difficult as this relationship or the situation at work or this financial hardship or this physical issue, as difficult as these things are, I don't deserve anything better. So instead of marching, instead of pushing forward, instead of continuing on, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to stay here and die. Again, I, I always qualify this. I want to be very careful. I'm not talking about physical death. Although some make the decision to take their lives. They are so overwhelmed that they say, physically, I don't even want to be here anymore. Most people, that's not the case. Most people, they die spiritually and relationally and emotionally because they give up. God has a plan for their lives, a purpose for their lives. There are things still to be accomplished, but they just go, well, it's, it's too hard, or I don't deserve it, or I can't, or it couldn't, or some other excuse. And they stay where they are instead of moving forward one step at a time. We've talked about this a lot on this show, but marching does not mean having it all figured out. It doesn't mean knowing all the answers. It doesn't mean any of those things. Marching means putting one foot in front of the other and continuing on. That's it. And yet we use these ideas of grace and mercy. Sometimes we use them interchangeably. They're not interchangeable, but we use them that way. These ideas of grace and mercy, and we allow them to prevent us from marching, to hold us back and keep us where we are. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, it's a great verse. comes at the end of a great passage, a great section of verses. A lot is spoken of toward the end of chapter 4. We learn of Jesus and some of the difficulties that he endured while he was on the earth. Verse 16, the last verse in Hebrews chapter 4, says this, Let us therefore, therefore, it always refers back to the verses before it, because of who Jesus is, because of what he did, because of how he lived, therefore, because of those things, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. What is that talking about? Uh, This is a verse we often use in relationship to prayer. It means come to that throne of grace. Come to the throne of God, where God the Father sits. Come in prayer. Other verses we could look at on prayer. Come boldly to the throne of grace. This next part is so important that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I love that in this verse we're told three things, basically. We should come boldly to God, and that when we're there, we should seek mercy and grace. So often we talk about grace from God, the grace of God, the goodness and grace of God, that Jesus died for us in our place, and he offers us his grace, and that's true. Grace is something we don't deserve. We can kind of get our minds around that, but he starts by saying mercy. We need to go to God and ask to obtain mercy and grace. 
How do we interact with these two concepts? I want to give you three thoughts. Grace and mercy. Remember, we allow our past, what we don't deserve, how bad we've been, the decisions we've made, the stuff we've done. We allow that to keep us from going forward. So how do we get a hold of grace and mercy? Number one, this is probably number one in just about every list that I write down. Uh, Maybe it's because I need to remember it. Number one, realize that it's not about you. Realize that it's not about you. In our world, we say something like this, and I think it's well-meaning, but it's wrong. We say, you need to forgive yourself. Have you ever heard that? You need to forgive yourself. The problem with a statement like that is that it is impossible to actually forgive yourself. It's not about you. I want to read another verse. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32 says this, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Although the bad decisions we make, the sinful actions we take, the hurtful things that we do, They may and probably will involve other people. They are not primarily against those other people. Sin, that word that we use, it means missing the mark. It's an archery term. Uh, It means that you fired an arrow and missed the bullseye. We talk about sin in a different sense. God is holy. He is perfect. He is the bullseye, if you will. And because we exercise our will against him, we rebel against his word, we miss the mark. We fall short of the bullseye. God is here and we fall short. When we sin, when we lie, when we steal, when we cheat, when we hurt others, when we do those things in our past that we'd like to forget or cover up, it's not really against the other people in our lives. It is against a holy and perfect God. But when we sin against God, other people are affected. So here's the thing. If sin is against God, then God is the only one who can forgive. So when we say we need to forgive ourselves or tell someone you need to forgive yourself, we're giving them an impossible task. They can't forgive themselves. Only God can truly forgive. Now I know in our earthly relationships, we talk about forgiveness and reconciliation. We can forgive one another, uh, certainly, for hurts done. But forgiveness from God must come first, and then forgiveness from others can follow. But we cannot let ourselves off the hook, so to speak. We can't forgive ourselves. I think most of the time when we use that phrase, what we really mean is you should accept the forgiveness that God has already provided. The forgiveness is there. It's been provided by God. You need to accept that. That's what we find in Ephesians 4.32. Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. God has forgiven you because of what Jesus did. You see, when we think it's all about us, I need to outlive my past. I need to overcome something in the past. I need to undo something that I've done that's hurtful. I need to get past this. I need to get beyond this. Really, you're asking yourself and putting a pressure on yourself that you can't fulfill. 
You're asking yourself to do something you can't possibly do. You need to realize it's not about you. Uh, I, I wish I could spend an hour talking about this. This theme of it's not about you comes up again and again when I'm talking on this podcast, when I'm writing on my blog, when I'm talking in other places. And and I'm not just talking to others. I'm talking to myself. I have to remember this all of the time. Do I deserve grace and mercy? No. (laughs) But God offers both to me freely because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. You see, it's, it's not about me. The pressure we could remove from ourselves, if we would realize once and for all it's not about us, is immense. You say, I've done too much, I've hurt too many, I can't go forward. It's not about you. Now, you need to realize that what you did was wrong. You need to turn to God and ask for forgiveness. You need to let God work in your life, certainly. But He does the work because of Jesus not because of you, because he loves you in spite of you, because he cares for you in spite of you. It's not about you. Great peace comes from that, but we go on to the second part of this. Not only must we understand it's not about us when we talk about grace and mercy, but we need to understand the difference between grace and mercy. Grace and mercy are not the same thing. That's why I love the verse that we started with, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and then find grace to help in time of need. I think it's possible for us to believe that God can give us things we don't necessarily deserve because he's God and we're not. We can kind of justify that. But there are some things I've done that would disqualify me from a relationship with him. I like that it says mercy and grace. Mercy is the withholding of what one rightfully deserves. You could think about this in a judicial sense. Someone commits a crime, and for one reason or another, the judge says, this is the penalty for that crime, but I'm going to withhold that. That's mercy. Mercy is realizing that someone deserves a punishment, but because you have the power to uh, reserve that or hold that back, you do. Mercy is we've sinned against God. What we deserve for that sin is separation from Him forever. And yet He provided Jesus to die on the cross in our place to forgive our sins so that we do not need to pay for or be penalized eternally. For that sin. Here's what I get from that. When the Bible says, come to God boldly to obtain mercy, there are things in my life that I do, decisions that I make, places that I go, people that I hurt, stuff that I've done that's wrong, I know is wrong. Some of it I'd go back and change. Maybe some of it I'm not aware of. But this stuff that I have done, it, it, it was flowing from me. It came from me. <laughs> that's the stuff I have a hard time getting over. That's the stuff uh, I often go, I could never move forward because I've done these things. And God says, you have done those things, but I want to extend mercy. I'm going to withhold what you rightfully deserve. 
and then grace. Grace is the giving of what you do not deserve. I think most of us are familiar with this. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. (laughs) You haven't done anything to bring it your way. It's a gift based on no merit of your own. The Bible tells us that uh, we're saved by grace through faith. It's, it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. You see, he withholds what we deserve and he gives us what we do not deserve. So when you're standing in your life in that place where you have to decide if you're going to march or you're going to stay where you are and die, and you use what you've done in the past... Or you use your feelings of inadequacy as a reason not to go forward. God is saying, look, I'll withhold what you deserve. I'll give you what you do not deserve because of Jesus. Man, it's not about you. But grace and mercy, it covers both sides of this equation. The third thing we need to understand is that grace and mercy, when received should change our lives. Colossians 2, verse 6, says this, so much around this verse, but says this, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. In this context, what the verse is saying there is that as you have received mercy, as you have received grace, as you have received the goodness of God, Let that flow from you to others. A person who really understands grace and mercy is not just one who can move move forward in spite of their past. It's someone who is gracious and merciful to the people around them. If you are consistently trying to hold people accountable to you, you've missed the grace and mercy of God. If you are one who's constantly screaming that they didn't get what they deserve, they need to get what they deserve, then perhaps you have missed the mercy of God in your life. Grace and mercy in their proper place in your life will change how you act and interact with others. Grace and mercy. There have been a lot of times in my life that I've just had to stop and say, I can't go forward. God, I've gotten myself into this mess. I've made these decisions. This is where I am now. This is how it is now. I don't deserve anything else. I've certainly done that. And when that thought comes into my mind, I'm often drawn back to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Because of who Jesus is, because of what he's done, because of how he lived and died and rose again, because he's in heaven now, come boldly to the throne of grace. Boldly. Not with shame. Not with guilt weighing you down. Boldly marching in to the throne of our Heavenly Father God. Why? That we may obtain mercy 
God the Father who is righteous and holy and perfect withholding from us what we deserve because of what Jesus did on the cross. But not just withholding what we do deserve, giving to us what we do not. That is eternal life through faith in Him. Grace and mercy. I dare say that if we don't get a hold of both of these things, if we don't understand them, if we don't apply them to our lives, if we don't allow them to change us, how we live and how we interact with others, then we will reach a point where we are no longer able to move forward. Because the weight of the past that we're dragging with us will be just too much. I'm so thankful for grace and mercy. And I hope that you are as well. There are so many other things we could talk about as it relates to these two verses we could consider, uh, concepts and stories, and I'm sure that you have your own. But please, please, please don't allow what you think you don't deserve or what you think you do to keep you from fulfilling the purpose that God has placed on your life. What am I saying? (laughs) Well, this will come as no surprise if you listen to this show often. What I'm saying is this. Even though life can be difficult and overwhelming and it may be easier to just quit, to give up, to die emotionally and relationally and spiritually, to throw in the towel... You need to keep marching forward. God created you. He's given you the direction you need. He's equipped you. And if you'll put one foot in front of the other, you'll get to the place that he has created for you. (laughs) What a truth. Will you march or will you die? The choice, the decision, as always, is yours. What are you going to do? Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.